0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Self-Sewn Wardrobe podcast and live broadcast with me, your host, your late host this morning, uh, Mallory Donahue. I'm going to try and sit down. I didn't think I'd have room, and now I'm going to try. <laughs> Hi, Betsy. Whew. I had a little bit of a complicated shot to set up this morning, and, um, I, and I'm just really huge, and I keep bumping into everything. Uh <laughs> Hi, Betsy, Kim, and Sandy, my first three uh, watchers who are popping up. Thanks for watching. Um, Yeah, so I think I might have to start really, really thinking ahead and setting up for these live broadcasts like the night before because I'm just trying to get around everything. And not only is my belly bumping into things, but I'm just very clumsy. And I like can't plug things in quickly and stuff like that. So anyway... Uh, thanks for watching, Shannon, and Mom and Hillary. Uh, Shannon said she missed me last week because she was on vacation. I hope that was a good time. And, yeah, so this morning, uh, this week, actually, I am going to keep on previewing some of the things that are going to come in your so Here box. Oh, <laughs> Mom says, Mallory made fun of her mother already this morning. Yeah, I did. Mom, you weren't like... Like, um, laughing at the walking foot joke that someone was trying to make. (laughs) Sandy uh, Sandy says, I remember doing dishes at that stage of pregnancy and it was so hard. Belly bumped everything. Yeah, you know, I I mean, I've done this once before, but I guess I've never. uh, The studio, it needs some organizing. We need to put some things away. And uh, it's just kind of crowded in here. And so I was like, yeah, I might have to. Might have to be putting a little more thought into this. This is not a bad thing. It's a great thing to do. Hi Nicole and hi Eric. Uh so uh this morning what I'm gonna talk about is, hey Lauren, Maxi Lock stretch thread and our one-inch cotton swimwear elastic that we're including in the sew here box. Now the Sew Here Box is still available, the knit version, and our Sew Here Box is a quarterly sewing box that ZD and I curate and we just we come up with a theme and we put together sewing supplies to go with that theme. And so this is our third box and it's all about knits. And it just everything sort of we didn't we didn't necessarily plan it this way, but everything kind of fell into place where a lot of the accessories and supplies that we are including are going to be very helpful in making leggings, and the leggings class is something that we're also working on launching. So this kind of like just coming together, you know? Hey, Lonnie. Hi, Elliot. So uh, the 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 leggings class, while it's relevant, well, a lot of this stuff is relevant to the leggings class. You don't have to make leggings with everything in this box. Also, if you're not ordering the box, all of these supplies are things that we sell on our website normally, and ZD says, yes, there's no walking foot in the box. <laughs> if this is a new, a new joke to you, um, there's a lot of recommendations to use walking feet on knits on the internet, and it's something that mom and I don't wholeheartedly agree with. Hey, Charlotte, how you doing? Uh, and so somebody somebody was writing about like basting together a, a shirt on on in the group and they were like oh should i use a walking foot and they put the crying laughing emoji mom they you should have that's that's that was the cue uh, and mom's like no <laughs> she, i would not recommend a walking foot is how i read her comment. And Lonnie says, yeah, the salmon dress is in the background here. I thought, I think that's nice and convenient. Okay, so uh, MaxiLock Stretch Thread. First of all, we love this stuff. In fact, (laughs) we love it so much, we're including three spools of it in the Sew Here box. And what we're going to do, we're going to include a light neutral, a dark neutral, and a surprise color in your box, okay? So... It comes in quite a few colors uh, that are... I mean, it comes in like several purples and several yellows and oranges and da 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 So you'll kind of get to see, you know, a sampling of colors. So you'll have three spools. Um, when we've talked about thread blending in our past podcasts, you'll know that you can kind of get by with three different colored spools, especially since we recommend a three-thread overlock narrow. Hey, Stephanie. Oh, and hi, Lauren. Uh, so... You'll get a nice a nice sort of sampling of colors. You'll get to try it out. We like to use this in our sergers for sure. It is sort of meant to be a serger thread. It has a little picture of a serger on it, okay? But if you don't have a serger, this is also an excellent addition to your sewing supplies. And you can wind bobbins with this and use it in the bobbin when you are stitching together your knit Garments, uh, if you're hemming your knit garments, either with your single needle or a double needle. And we actually explore a lot of that in the leggings class too. So we don't recommend it in the needle of the sewing machine. Okay, and Kim, you're asking a good question. Oh, and hi, Julianne. I think this might be your first time joining. So with the MaxiLock stretch thread, if you're using it in a sewing machine, we recommend it in the bobbin only. Okay, we tried it, we tried it in the needle and the bobbin wasn't working so hot okay but in your serger you can use it every which wear the needles the loopers we put it on every single spool and so actually hey melinda how you doing i'm glad i'm glad to see you haven't seen melinda so much since we closed the store um oh and lonnie's asking about adding on items to the sew here box and i'm kind of trying to come up with a policy on that (laughs) Okay, so I'll, I'll get back to that question, Lonnie. Okay, so this is our ovation serger. You know, you can use it on any serger. Oh, and good morning, Christine. Uh, but with with the MaxiLock stretch thread, it, it is stretchy. And so it will sort of, and I'm sort of holding this in front of my skin. And I think you can kind of see how when I stretch it out, it becomes a little thinner. And then when I let it go, it becomes a little thicker. So it's soft. It's not like a woolly nylon, particularly. A woolly nylon I mean, even without, like, a microscope or anything, okay? I just, like, your your nice glasses. When you look up close at a woolly nylon thread, it almost looks like a sponge. Like, it almost looks porous. And I, woolly nylon has its place. It's wonderful to use in lingerie and everything. But the Maxilock stretch is, in particular, a thread that is meant to have some stretch after you have sewn with it. So the woolly nylon isn't necessarily, like, hey... I'm gonna be a stretchy thread. It's more like, hey, I'm gonna be a super soft thread against your skin for lingerie and stuff. But we almost we almost like to use this stretchy thread on like everything now because it is soft. It does stretch a little bit. Generally, when you're using the serger, those are nice things to have. Now I will mention, third item in the Sew Here box, you're going to get thread nets. I think six or eight thread nets, okay? Oh, and hey, Noah. Uh, so when you're using the MaxiLock stretch, whether you're using it on your serger or you're using it in your sewing machine, like to wind a bobbin, you need to use a thread net because since it's stretchy thread, it's been stretched a bit as it's wound onto the spool. So then when you take the wrapper off, right, sometimes it'll kind of want to fall down a little bit. And that's just the nature of the thread. So using the thread net is great. And actually, <laughs> I am going to order us like a million thread nets for our home, okay, because you should really, you should just store your MaxiLock stretch in thread nets, okay? Oh, and I'm sorry, I missed, um, I missed uh, who commented, but she said that she likes to use the MaxiLock stretch in the bobbin for double needlework. And it adds stretch and it can lessen the tunneling on your sewing machine. It absolutely can. It's it's wonderful for that. Tina says, does it fray? And if so, any tips to thread the machine? Ha ha! Yay! Um, <laughs> so if you have a serger that is not a baby lock that you like thread with tweezers and stuff, I don't think that it should really be a problem for you to thread your serger with it it's not quite as finicky as the woolly nylon okay but I do have the ovation here and give me give me a moment I'm going to I'm gonna thread and it's set up for a cover stitch right now which is wonderful but hold on <laughs> okay I just removed the cover stitch table and I'm gonna bring my upper looper up oh my gosh I cannot twist around okay go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so bringing my upper looper up, I push the switch, and now I've got it up. Okay, and so tips for threading with this. Um, first of all, I told you to use a thread net. Let's talk about how to put a thread net, um, on the wooly nylon, or, or excuse me, on the MaxiLux stretch. And yeah, uh, Lauren asks, are thread nets included in this box? Yes, ma'am. I like I said, I think it's six or eight. I can't, I can't remember how many we're including. <laughs> I'll have to look at that. Hopefully, I didn't say it was like two. No. I. Oh, my gosh. I just got my finger stuck in this spool. Okay. <laughs> that was funny. And I, I think the thread nets we're including are pretty long. If yours are shorter, if you have thread nets already that are shorter, it's okay. It really, It really only needs to go like halfway up the spool. Okay? You know? So, anyway, um, keep that in mind. All right. I'm going to take my cone holder off of here. And I'm going to thread my upper looper, even though I'm I'm going on the wrong... I'm going on the wrong spool holder here for uh, convenience sake. I have my presser foot up. I'm going to engage my threading system. So somebody just said, okay, so if you don't have a baby lock uh, serger that threads itself and you want to thread, you want to use this thread, you know, you're going to take it through your threading path and it's not really going to be a problem until you get, if you, like, th- have to thread it through the hole in the looper. And they just said dental, uh, dental floss uh, threaders can be helpful. Or maybe your machine comes with a little tool or something. That's really the only place where it's, like, quote, unquote, difficult um, to do. Now, if you do have a baby lock that threads itself, here's the deal. Dude, I'm going to snap that in there. And this is me threading my upper looper. And I'm going to give my thread a clean end Yes, I am. Ha ha. With my duckbill scissors that happened to be on the table from last week's broadcast. So no, the, the short answer is it's not hard to thread in your serger. You know, don't don't worry about that. So I'm gonna just poke this in my little threading port here on the baby lock. And I know that a lot of you you can't see this super well because I'm not zoomed in or or anything. And I've got a microphone between me and the serger. But excuse me, between the serger and me. One tip uh, uh, for threading your serger with any thread is n- not to do it, not to do it in a live broadcast. It's always it's always the worst time. Ah. Okay, I'm gonna get another clean end. Sorry, guys. I promise it's not normally this big of a this big of an issue. All right, I'm just gonna stand up. Okay, well, actually, <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> I wanted, I, I'm, I'm totally not just saying this for, um, for fun, but sometimes, I think it depends on the humidity, I think it depends on the static, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but sometimes thicker threads or fuzzy threads um don't want to go into your looper threading ports really easily and that's where you can use a thread cradle so i know this is hard to see but what this is is it's a folded over piece of thread and i have a loop over here and i have two cut ends right here all right and i can smooth this into my serger really easily because it's normal serger thread and i'm holding this loop and if you all watch over here i guess it's the right side of your screen i'm going to press the button Oh, did you see that over there, over the presser foot? Right over there. See that black thread? That's my looper thread that I just sent through. And so then I can just take this thread and lasso it through the thread cradle, okay, like so. And then I would go over to the other side of my machine and pull. And so you see... That there's red thread over there. So, in case it is hard for you to thread the MaxiLock stretch through your looper threading ports, that's what you would do. You just fold over a piece of serger thread and send it through. And like I said, most of most of the time, like to be to be completely honest, when I'm sitting in front of my serger, like at my workstation, and I'm I'm not being filmed, I it it goes in right away for me. So anyway, that's. <laughs> I promise I'm not just like lying, but if it doesn't, and it's funny because, you know, with pearl cotton, we we use a lot of pearl cotton for pretty edgings, okay? And it's like sometimes with certain colors, the pearl cotton will go through right away, and sometimes with other colors, it doesn't, and so anyway, I just... There uh Kate says, I kind of do this with my brother surgery when using Wooly Nylon. Yeah, so you can use the thread cradle. Sometimes sergers will come with like looper threading tools and the ovation, all the all the baby locks do. But their looper threading wire is kind of expensive because it's really um it's really long and it's a very specialized piece of equipment. So it's like twenty dollars. So I tell people to keep it in a safe place <laughs> and to use a, you know, whatever, like, tenth of a cent piece of, you know, serger thread. And I never save this because I'm a terrible person. I just cut a new one when I need it. So uh, <laughs> that's that's what I do if I ever have trouble threading it through. But sorry, I, I don't think that was the best representation. I'm sorry. Sorry, Maxi-Lock stretch. Normally, you're a lot nicer to me. Okay, so I'd recommend storing the Maxi-Lock stretch thread in your in your thread nets and if you all saw me earlier this is how to put a thread net into a spool of thread you put it in the bottom and i've shown this before in the live broadcast okay so you put it in the bottom and then you swoop it up from the bottom like that so that it's covering the bottom of the spool Okay, you don't want to have a raw edge of your thread net down here at the bottom of your spool for your thread to get caught in. That would defeat the purpose of why we're using a thread net, okay? So that is MaxiLock Stretch Thread. And I'm going to move the serger just a little bit out of the way here um, to talk about our next product that we use in... uh, that we're using in leggings class and that we're also including in the box. Now, like I said, you don't have to make we won't like police you and make sure you're making leggings with the box or anything but we included cotton swimwear elastic with the last box but we included a very uh narrow width i believe it was uh, three eighths of an inch and then maybe a little bit bigger so what we're going to include in this box and i will use a ruler to measure i promise when cutting elastic for your box we're going to give you a yard and a half um to uh to to use in the box. Oh, and then I'm gonna stop myself. Lindy asks, can you tie on to the thread that's already in the serger and sew until it's through the looper? Lindy, if you have a serger that's not a baby lock that has open loopers and everything like that, you can tie on. In fact, that's maybe what your manufacturer recommends. Okay. But if you have a baby lock that has this um this Jet Air threading or the Extraordinaire threading or something like that, do not tie on. On the baby locks, there's no threading order. So that's the reasoning behind tying on, uh, on sergers, is that you have to keep your threads in a certain order. And Kate says, Lindy, that's basically what I do. And Kate said she had a brother serger. So yeah, if if you've got a serger like that, it is fine to tie on. But when... You're using a baby lock serger. The magic, okay, of the Jet Air threading means you don't have, you can unthread or rethread in any order. You can change a color, blah, 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 any old time without any consequences. But it also means that these loopers are enclosed, okay? They're called tubular loopers. And so they're all enclosed during the threading process. And so we don't recommend tying on. Cut, sew out, rethread real quick. It's as easy as raising your presser foot. The reason we recommend that is if you get the knot like caught in this area of the machine that you can't access, then you'll have to take it to, you know, your shop to get it figured out. And also, who wants a, I mean your knot can break. I've worked on other brands of sergers. Um, your knot can break no matter how well you tie it or anything like that. So if you are on a baby lock and you wanna change to stretch thread or you wanna change to a different color or something like that, just cut the thread you don't want anymore, sew it out. Rethread. It's it's that easy, and that's that's uh, the, that's the reasoning behind that. That's why we. That's why it's recommended to tie on with other brands of sergers. So if you do have like a Brother or anything like that, absolutely, you may certainly tie on. I wouldn't just tie on and like sew until it's coming out necessarily, uh, unless unless that's what your manual recommends, I would try to be, I would try to carefully like bring that knot through somehow, like by raising my presser foot and, and bringing the threads out, just in case, I mean, you don't want your knot to break, right? That's the thats the main concern there. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to include inch uh, inch-wide cotton swimwear elastic in your box, and the reason for that is We show you how to put this in as your waistband in your leggings, in leggings class. Now, before everybody starts complaining and saying, I hate elastic waistbands in my leggings, okay? (laughs) Before you start doing that, there might be a reason that you hate elastic waistbands in your leggings, and we will also give you alternate ways of putting waistbands on your leggings. So everyone just, just relax, okay? But you are going to, in leggings class, Make lots of decisions about your leggings. They're going to fit you the way you want them to fit. So I'm pregnant right now, and I think when I drafted my leggings pattern, I was like 17 weeks pregnant, and I'm like 25 or something, something, 24, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) And so I I actually was like, you know what? I just want these leggings to be like up over my belly, which for me, with my body, means like right under my boobs. So that's where I put the waist of my leggings, and that's how I took all my measurements, and that was my landmark, okay? You might want your leggings uh, pregnant or not. To be like way down low or right in the middle. Everybody's body is different. Everybody's body like holds up leggings in a different way. And some people I feel like who have like fuller hips, they can wear things a little lower than I can because they're they're like their butt and their hips kind of hold up the pants a little bit. And whereas I struggle finding that smallest point of my body. I don't have like a very tapered waist, so I'm like, oh my gosh, when I find that smallest point, that's where I need my stuff to go or else things are falling down on me, okay? No matter how well they fit, but especially with a knit garment. So in Leggings Class, we're going to tell you to find where you want your waist, okay? And you're going to put this elastic on there and pull and decide how tight you want it, okay? Okay. And that's the magic of being able to sew for yourself is maybe you don't like elastic waistbands because they've never looked very good on you because they're too tight or they're too loose or da-da-da-da-da, but that's what you're going to get to do with this. And I also really like to... um Oh, and Betsy liked that, and I wanted to mention Betsy, so I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad she said something. Uh, the the concept of inserting an elastic waistband in the leggings is a great thing for you all to learn. It's a good thing for us to put in the class because it can be used. The technique can be used on skirts, um, other types of pants, etc. So I'm very glad that we're including this, you know, technique in the leggings class. And then Betsy. She mentioned something with her sports bra, I think, or shirt. I can't remember which one it was. But somebody was asking about the band on something, and she said, you know, I just put the fabric or the elastic around my body and pulled it till I thought it was good and used that. Yes, 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 okay? This is, I think, one of the big problems that people face with mass-manufactured patterns is that they often, you know, they got to tell you something. They got to tell you cut the elastic this long or cut the fabric this long or something like that. So I have to tell you something, but unfortunately it doesn't always work out. Uh, And so when we're telling you, hey, you choose your waist, choose your height of your leggings, and then you get to choose how tight you want your elastic or your self-fabric waistband or something, then it really puts the control, uh, with you. It puts the ball in your court. The leggings I'm wearing right now, actually, hold on. They are my black, uh, double brush poly leggings. And I know you can't like see the details very well, but they do have a self-fabric waistband. And I cut myself, I knew, um, I cut myself and then I stopped there. No, I didn't cut myself. Um, (laughs) I think this waistband's like two and a half, three inches finished. And so I cut myself a six inch wide piece by like a yard or so. And then I put it around my waist and I stretched it till it felt good. And that's what I used. And then I cut it. Now, I should make a note of that because if I ever do make leggings like out of the same fabric, which I, you know, love the double brush poly, uh, if I ever do that, then I can just know that and I can cut it. But it will vary depending on the fabric you use. Mom made me a pair out of like more athletic fabric. It's much more stable. It has much less stretch than this. The double brush poly it's is very stretchy and I wouldn't want to use the same size waistband. So we we're really showing you how to take control. And not only how to take control when you're making our leggings, but if you ever go, you know, to make something else knit, okay, you can know that you can take a little bit control of the pattern and, you know, show it who's boss and make sure that uh, it's going to fit you nicely. Hello, Elaine. So anyway, um, there are... Uh, it's under 10. I think it's 8 eight or 7 So Here boxes left. So if you're interested in ordering one, it's sohere.com slash box. Okay? And they are ninety nine in the U.S. and 104 dollars internationally with free shipping on both. Okay? Um... So make sure when you go to sohere.com slash box, it's going to take you to the product page and make sure to read carefully uh, in the description about what you want to do, okay? Uh, and then if you're interested in pre-ordering our leggings class, it's com slash leggings. Uh, Rochelle says she finally made it. Good morning. Good morning, Rochelle. I think this is a good live broadcast. I, I think, I don't know, I, I, I love our founding core group of members for sure, but, um, We've had a lot of really good questions in the last few broadcasts since our group has grown, and I've really appreciated that. I loved, I think it was Revel's question about ease. I really liked Lindy's question just now about tying on threads because that's a distinction I've had to kind of make a lot of times uh, with people depending on what kind of machine they have. And so these are all inspirations for me for like little blog posts or little videos that you can watch and share, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, hello, Joy. She says she's watching from the Philippines. Okay, so sewhere.com slash box and sewhere.com slash leggings are two places you might want to visit after today's broadcast and the leggings class... um. It's on pre-order until we release it on July 15th. So it's 14.99 right now and it'll go up to 19.99 when we release it on July 15th. So it, it just helps you save a little money and support the production costs of the leggings class. We I think I need to make sure I hate to say we're filming the last video this week, but I think we're filming the last video this week or like one of the very last videos. And I'm very excited. I think it's a fabulous class. We've gotten to draft leggings for a lot of different people. And they fit like on the first time. I mean, I, you know, we always say your first draft is sort of your your muslin. It's your test garment. But we're just really excited to share this with you because I think it'll make a difference for people who are having trouble getting fit. Uh, Rochelle says, is there a materials list for the leggings class so I can shop early? You know, I don't have one uh, yet, so <clears throat> that's a good idea. <laughs> there, there will be one in, in the class, of course, but, you know, uh, Rochelle, maybe you want to shop early. That would be great. I think, I'm just saying, okay, I think if you order the Sew Here box that you'll have everything you need because I think what you need is like a yard and a half of fabric that has 50 to 70% stretch. That would be DBP, double brush poly, which we're including. We tell you that you need to have either stretch or ballpoint needles, including those. That you may need a twin needle, including one of those. And that you need a high-quality thread to put in your machine. And you're getting three spools of MaxiLock stretch thread in your Sew Here box as well. I'm trying to think. Oh, you need a tape measure, which you probably already have. Uh, some kind of tape measure. Uh, and a ruler, things like that, you know, tracing paper, um, and then a pencil, which we are also including in the so Here box, so that's exciting. So anyway, um, I will, I, but that's, that's really good. Maybe I just need to publish that somehow. Um, Felicia says, do you go over making capri or short lengths? I think that we don't we don't have a video planned for that in the leggings class, but all of these kind of like add-ons, such as the self-fabric waistband, capri in short length. Um, I want to do one where I put the seam on the side and put like a panel of fabric in the center, like in the crotch, da 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 all that jazz. Those are going to be things that are published after the class is published, and I think they're going to be published as blog posts um, or as add-ons that will be uh, very inexpensive. Or they're going to be blog posts, and then we'll put them in a big... Like in an ebook or something like that. So making Capri or short lengths, though, I mean, it's as easy as cut it shorter. You know, we tell you to measure to your hem. And so you would just change your hem. Okay. So not difficult. Not a hard uh, hack at all. In fact, I made a pair of leggings. <laughs> uh, the scuba knit leggings that I showed off in my live broadcast with Sam, where I, like, accidentally used her pattern first, etc., and I made those long, but then I was wearing them out in our pond, and I was like, yeah, they just don't need these this long. And so I just cut them off to capris. I put them on, and I, like, bent over, and I, like, moved around a whole bunch, and I put my leg up on a chair and stuff, and then I <laughs> and then I marked it with a safety pin because I didn't want it to ride up a whole bunch like can happen with stretchy garments. So that made – it made me feel more sure that they were going to be the length that I wanted. And then I just went with a rotary cutter, and an Ta-da, capris. Um, so I do like capri leggings. Sam really likes capri leggings. She she like doesn't like full length leggings. I believe that is her her sort of you know preference. And then Lauren says, "Me too. Or shorty bike shorts for hot weather." Yes. So I I think that th- that these leggings would just be awesome as like underwear for under. Skirts, you know, and so I want to make some pairs that are cut off like right above my knee, and I'm just going to wear them under my skirts. Oh, Felicia says, Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) Not a problem at all, but I I do think there are tons of hacks that we can do to the leggings, and a lot of them really excite me. I I need to test it. Every one of them still needs to be tested, but I think that they are things that we don't necessarily have to make like videos for. They can be blog posts that are just written, okay, and that you can then, you know, apply after you've drafted your pattern. Your your sloper that you have is going to be your resource uh, for changing up the leggings, adding pockets is another thing, adding a fabric yoke instead of just a fabric waistband, but like a yoke that you can wear. Um, That's another thing that we'll be including. So lots of, lots of things, but I love, you know, as somebody who's made a lot of clothes for themselves, I mean, I'm, you know, I haven't made like everything for myself all the time, but... Sometimes I don't realize that maybe somebody wants a really good explanation of how to cut something off into capris or shorts. So no question is is too simple or anything like that. And so I I appreciate that question, Felicia. Thank you very much, and uh, keep them coming. Okay. So uh, we'll we'll do that. Okay. I, I I love you all. I've had a fabulous time talking to you this morning, and I have lots of orders to pack up and things to order, and and business to take care of after a fun weekend and I will um <laughs> I will mom just said yeah that I cut my capri leggings off and didn't hem them I left that part out of the story I didn't hem them yet wanted to make sure right wanted to make sure okay so I'll see you all on Wednesday and Thursday, same time, nine AM Central Standard Time. And I'm gonna be talking about I wrote it down in my planner, guys, and my planner's back there, but I've got subjects. I've got things planned. How how amazing is that? Okay. I think I'm gonna talk about fray block and double eyed needles next. Those are two things we're also including in the knit so here box and so I'll show you how to use those. And they're really wonderful tools for when you're working with knit fabrics and sergers. All right. Well, you all have a fabulous day. Keep up the wonderful discussion in the group. Thank you to all of our new members and your questions. I, like I said from the beginning, this Facebook group is more than I could possibly have imagined. It is a wonderful place to be. And, you know, we make it that way a little bit, but really big time, it's you guys. So thank you so much. And I will talk to you later.